everyone, and welcome to Behind the Seas. You have Christine here with Colin today to talk about our 2020 plans. The first thing that we are going to discuss today, because we couldn't really talk about 2020 plans without bringing up this news, is that we are expecting to become parents in July of this year. Yeah, parents for the first time. We're super excited and we're going to start today's conversation just talking a little bit about how all this happened, not the scientific reasonings behind it, but what we're thinking, where we are with everything, and just dive a little bit deeper if you haven't already seen it on social media, through the newsletter, whatever that may be. So I'll let you start it off. Well, I'm a little surprised that you didn't want to tell everyone about the stork and how that works, but it's okay. <laughs> so basically, we decided we were open to the possibility toward the end of last year and the next month found out we were pregnant. Pretty exciting times, pretty nerve wracking times. I think those are the two most common uh, emotions that would probably be associated with finding out that you're pregnant, um, especially when it's something that you really wanted to happen. So since that time, uh, just really been adjusting to pregnancy uh, I know it's been a little bit more of an adjustment for me than for Colin because the first trimester is a little rough um, and you're not quite feeling those same symptoms even though you have to live with me who is. So just to touch on that a little bit, um, around week six I started to get pretty nauseous and started to have some food aversions. This is what I think affected Colin the most actually because all of a sudden I could no longer eat the meals that we prepped. I was absolutely repulsed by anything that I prepared in advance and then put in the fridge. The refrigerator really grosses me out still to this day, even though now that I'm coming out of the first trimester, most of my food habits are back to normal. So that was quite an adjustment. And then the exhaustion is very, very real. Um, I went through a period of time I think I talked about this on a previous podcast, but I went through a period of time last year where I was unable to sleep. How I felt during that time was pretty rough because it messes with your head and then makes the sleep issue worse. But this time I could sleep for 10 hours a night and still wake up feeling really, really exhausted and spend the whole day exhausted and drained of all energy. And that I think felt worse to me than like not being able to sleep um, because it just feels artificial and you don't know what to do about it and there's nothing and you're just kind of like drained all day every day, extremely drained. And that was really hard for me because I know I'm usually a super active person. So I'm again coming out of that a little bit right now, which is nice, but it's really crazy to me that you can spend the first three months of growing a human inside you and it feels like it's sucking the life out of you and then you spend the next three months of growing a human feeling energized by it. I don't understand how the human body works in such intricate ways but that has been funny to me and definitely excited to be moving on to the second trimester now. Happy that we announced everything. It was honestly really hard for me for the first three months to be feeling so not myself and so unable to talk about it. So I don't know. I know I just shared a lot of how I was feeling, but feel free to throw in anything you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, I think 
one of the biggest aspects was you mentioned how this was certainly an adjustment for you in many different ways and you just outlined a lot of those for us but it was also an adjustment for me in a much less serious way as far as the body goes obviously i'm not the one carrying the child but for me and you the way that we are just going to live our lives not only now but in the future and just understanding how different it's going to be it's never going to be quite the same as it was before we got pregnant so it was definitely still an adjustment for me in a lot of ways that I needed to realize that I needed to exercise that patient muscle even more and just realize that you can't control when you're not going to eat something because it repulses you. Like you didn't plan on that. You probably don't even want that. But then, yeah, maybe that meal went to waste, but we figured it out. And I think once we got over that initial hump and I just started to understand what you did like and it was a very limited menu, that made it easier for me to plan some things out for you and to have food available and ready for you to eat because you still need to eat (laughs) throughout this process. So that was definitely a big adjustment. I think two, two other points that I want to talk about are the excitement level is definitely through the roof. I I think it'll, there's always going to be that worry. And I think I've talked about this before. And if I haven't, I've definitely thought about it. So maybe it's just me regurgitating it out of my head, but I think there's always going to be a worry that something is going to go wrong and that probably won't subside until we actually are holding the baby in our hands. So we're definitely really excited and whenever we get to talk to people about it, it's definitely, you can see that excitement in us, but I really can't wait. I don't want, I don't want to like speed up time or anything like that, but I really can't wait for that day where we actually get to hold the baby in our hands because I feel like the excitement will just be able to really come out at that point. And there's new worries (laughs) that'll come when the baby is born into the world, but not quite the same worries as you have during a pregnancy. The other aspect that I can't believe neither one of us has talked about to this point is telling the story of when you found out that you were pregnant. I don't know, have you ever told anybody this in a public forum when when you found out at 4 30 in the morning yeah i talked about it on my instagram tv video for slow with sods thanks for watching (laughs) (laughs) i i heard i heard a lot of it in in the background i was listening 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 in yes eavesdropping and and so i did hear a a good amount of it but well we can definitely share that news, which I think is really cool, but I want to touch on something that you just said before we place over it, okay. and that's the worries of this time period. I think I expected to be really worried about things like labor and things like having a baby to take care of, but I'm actually not super worried about those things. I'm not super worried about labor because things get out of control. You can't have a ton of control in that situation. And you might have to lower your expectations. Maybe things will go amazing and just as you planned. Maybe they won't. But it has an end in sight. And it's a quick end in sight. Most people aren't in labor for weeks. Whereas the first trimester, struggling and not feeling like myself and just feeling sick and tired all the time, I was like, when will this end? I spent three months thinking, 
how will I get through this? When will I get through this? So I think personally, I'm not super worried about those other things. I know maybe I'll change my tune when the baby's actually here, but personally, that was something that I wanted to share. I have just been nervous on the carrying the baby front, just because you hear from so many people who have struggles that I didn't want to really get my hopes up until that 12 week appointment came. And it's still almost like you have an appointment, you find out everything's good, you're in your appointment for like five or 10 minutes, and then you leave, and then you don't see the doctor again for four weeks. So over the course of that four weeks, your brain will play a lot of games like, what's actually happening? Am I still pregnant? <laughs> Especially because I'm not showing yet. So up until the point where I start showing and growing, I think I will just be nervous. Yeah, same here. That's that. But I'll let you now share the more exciting news of how I actually found out. Yeah, so we found out on a Thursday morning because prior to Christine finding out that she was pregnant, she was still coaching at one of the gyms down here in Charlotte. Very early morning shifts before she would go to her full-time job. Prior to that Thursday, we had done a test. I want to say it was Sunday or Monday. It was Sunday because then we went to the brewery afterward because I thought I wasn't pregnant. (laughs) Right. We met up with Sam, our friend Sam, who gets a lot of attention on this podcast. So (laughs) shout out to Sam again. And we met up with Sam. We had a couple drinks at a few, three, I think we went to three different breweries, checked them out all for the first time. Had a good time and then didn't think anything of it until 4.30 in the morning arrived. The alarm went off. Christine got up, went into the bathroom, and I didn't expect her to take the test that morning. She didn't warn me that it was happening again. And I guess she decided that when she got up, she had read something. I think this is right, so tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I'll just tell you. So Sunday when I took it... We went out in the middle of the day on Sunday, bought the pregnancy test, and I peed on the stick. It was like noon or afternoon, and after I peed on the stick, I read that you're supposed to use the first pee of the day because that's when everything will be the most concentrated. So it came back negative, and I was like, oh no, so either I'm not pregnant, or I shouldn't have taken the test in the middle of the day, or it's just too early for me to tell. So then Thursday, it was 4.30 in the morning. I was like, all right, it's my first pee of the day. I just went out for sushi and drinks last night. So that's a really good like last meal to go out on. Let's see if I'm pregnant now. And if I wasn't, then I wasn't really going to say anything to Colin until later in the day. But I took the test, came out, woke Colin up from his sleep by saying, I took another test and the result is different. (laughs) Well, she actually woke me up because she screamed in the bathroom. Oh, I forgot that. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Just, I I doze off in between usually because she'll come back and say goodbye before she actually leaves. And it's 4.30 in the morning. It was pitch black. I was comfy in my bed. And all of a sudden I hear this loud scream and I, I don't know that she's taking the test. So I'm like, what's happening? And luckily she ran right out and she told me and long story short, I didn't fall back asleep that morning. So... It was a early start to the morning, and <laughs> everything changed from there. You coincidentally had an appointment that day that ended up confirming it all with a blood test, but mm-hmm. that's kind of how it all started. It was so early 
on though that when I went to my just regular annual OBGYN appointment, they had me pee on a stick at like noon again. It came back negative. And then the doctor said, you're way more likely to have a false negative than a false positive. So it's very common for someone to pee on a stick and it says not pregnant and you are pregnant, but it is not common for you to pee on a stick and it says you're pregnant and you're not because it's trying to detect a hormone basically. So you can not have the hormone in a detectable level yet and be pregnant, but if it detects that hormone, you are pregnant. So that's how I mostly knew, but then they took a blood test to confirm that anyway. I passed out from the blood test. It was super fun. Then they called me the next day with the results. So felt great that everything was confirmed. Yeah, so that's really the story of how it happened, where we are right now. Obviously, we're just getting out of that first trimester, and I'm learning a lot. The baby's the size of a lime right now. By the time this episode actually airs, it's going to be a little bit bigger than that because we'll be closer to 14 Mm -hmm. weeks or so. But it's been fun already to learn about the process. It's so intricate and different than anything I've ever experienced. And I think Christine will say the same thing, but we definitely have a lot to look forward to. And we're excited to be able to share that journey with everybody and talk about it openly now and not have to hide it. But we just thought we would give everybody a little bit of an insider look into what happened. Yeah. So if anyone has any stories or thoughts they want to share, please feel free to reach out. I have had more people reach out about this than anything else ever in my life. People have a lot of thoughts about children. Um, (laughs) So if you have unsolicited, unkind advice, we're not open to that. But if you have unsolicited excitement that you want to share with us, we are very open to that. And questions are fine too. Cool. Um, So I think that kind of covers the news that we wanted to share and kicks off a good like, what are our plans for 2020? Because obviously some of our plans for 2020 are welcoming a child into the world. And to do that, we will need to make some changes in our household. We need to set up a nursery. We need to prepare for a baby to come. And I think that is obviously the biggest thing on my 2020 list is feel prepared for this baby to arrive and feel prepared to become a mother. Yeah, absolutely. The by far, and I think this is pretty common in general that a lot of our personal aspects and things that happen in our lives trump everything else that happens, whether that's work related or whatever it may be. But this one, you definitely takes the cake so far and it's a big focus we have roughly six months to go until baby Cernelia is here and then we're off to the races with all that bundle of joy and the fun that will come with the new baby but it's definitely at the front of my mind and affects everything from my business decisions to my obviously my personal decisions too and I think that in some ways it's really good actually because it in some ways, like a goal. (laughs) So it's something that you can stay focused on and and keep building towards. And in other ways, it's even better than a goal because once you reach that goal, you have a physical human being now that you need to figure out how to take care of. And we have to figure out 
the way that we want to be parents and the way we want to raise our child and all those fun aspects that come with being a parent. So it's definitely top focus for me. And I don't know, I think that it's a good thing that it's, it's taking, taking up so much time and energy at this point. For sure. Um, I think tying on to that, some of my other 2020 plans are recognizing that there's not going to be as much time for you and I to hang out the two of us. And it's a priority to me that we still continue to make time to do that. But it's also a priority to me that we continue to make time for each other right now. Um, So the last three months, I obviously have not been very fun. But now that I'm feeling better, I'm trying to capitalize on feeling better and make sure that we make plans to go out, do things together and just have fun together, make memories before we become mom and dad. Yeah. And I think that we have done a good job already about making sure that, cause it's super easy to get lost in the day-to-day shuffle and we're around each other all the time. So it's like, well, why do you need to make more time? But that quality time, the keyword being quality time and that doesn't mean that we have to even leave the house but it's like okay what are we doing are we playing a game together are we going for a walk together are we going out like we're going bowling tonight and having some fun so it's just making sure that it's not just vegging out and watching netflix which is totally cool and fun sometimes but if that's all you're doing then that's not really quality time in my mind if that makes sense yeah that's like a very easy thing to do with a roommate not just a partner so yeah that's important to me um i think the other thing on my 2020 kind of list that i want to do that's related to baby is meet other moms in charlotte and other parents in general and like become friendly with them because a lot of my friends from home already have kids but I imagine it will be harder to travel when we have a child and like home is still an 11 and a half hour drive away. So I want some connections here that I feel comfortable with too, um, that are also moms. Small goal, but something that I think I need to like branch out into, maybe take some prenatal yoga classes, things like that to put myself in a situation to meet other moms since my workplace really provides two other moms and my current friends down here are not totally in this space for that yet. So Yeah, and a lot of that will happen naturally too, or at least that's the way I see it. Like once we start bringing a kid to daycare or once the kid starts playing sports, if they play sports or if they're doing some type of musical instrument, but obviously all of those things are a little bit further down the road. So it's like, okay, in the more immediate future, like how do we make connections with other parents that may be able to relate to some of the situations that we're going through or that we're experiencing that some of our friends who don't have children yet may not be able to help us out with. Not that they're, going to be less important those friends and but it's just understanding that we want to build some type of support system since we don't have a lot of family down this way and we're still relatively new to the charlotte area so even our friend network isn't huge at this point and we're still building that so i think making purposeful connections into the parent community is probably a good point yeah exactly 
I think that kind of covers it as far as plans on the baby front. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on there before I move into professional? Baby front? Nope. I'm good. Cool. On the professional side of things, one thing that I need to do is renew my personal trainer certification. So it's only active for two years, but it remains active as long as you get continuing education units. So I'm currently in the process of figuring out which continuing education units I want to take. And I will also have to pursue my recertification with American Red Cross for AED and CPR so that I can keep my certification. I know it's up in May, so not a whole ton of time there, but I, I have some thoughts about things I'm interested in taking, but I don't think they align quite well with actually getting my continuing education units. Like I would love to do something pregnancy related. Well, the pregnancy related program that I would get credit for is less than one credit and I need two credits and it's hundreds of dollars. So I would have to take multiple classes to fulfill the requirement and something that seems like a heavy lift like that isn't going to work. So that was something that interested me. CrossFit specific things interest me. They don't count. <laughs> so I'm probably going to look into just doing a group fitness additional certification since I do teach group fitness classes. Maybe I'll get something valuable out of it. If not, then I'm at least getting my continuing education units. Sweat with Stods is on my list as well. I'm going to be putting more time into Sweat with Stods. I don't have a ton of specific business goals there, like do I want to make new programs? Probably. But the biggest thing I think that sticks out in my mind is I want to improve my website experience. And that doesn't super jazz me up as much as the actual fitness aspect of it. I would love to teach more in-person fitness classes, not necessarily at a gym, but I would love to maybe get something going in our community um, where I teach classes outdoors once a week to people in my neighborhood. Um, I think something like that would be really cool just to branch out and do kind of my own thing. I will still, of course, continue to coach across with Dilworth because I love doing that, but I'm not really seeking out another gym job at this time, just another like personal way of getting my personal brand out there in front of people. Do you have any goals that you want to share before I keep going? <laughs> oh, you have more. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of things that I have 2020 plans about. My other things are, like I said, I wanted to pursue something CrossFit specific for my continuing education units and nothing counts. So I'll be looking into just kind of side programs that aren't as time intensive. I think there's a lot of just good content out there that I haven't really looked for yet to maybe help people through progressions more. I have good explanations for getting people to be able to do movements and good tactical cues. And I have a pretty good sense of when you need to scale a movement, here are your options. When you need to level up a movement, here are your options. But I think those are two things where I could still improve because the way you communicate those two things makes a big difference. So just because I have that knowledge doesn't mean that my communication of that knowledge can't be improved. So that's something I want to take some time and look into this year. And then on my nine to five career front, I work in marketing and I am a manager and I want to get better at both. I want to be a better marketer, um, especially 
analytically and I want to be a better manager. It interests me most to grow the people around me. So have some plans there. And my company started a program where they will reimburse up to, they'll reimburse half of your like continuing education cost up to $500. So if there's a class that would help me through that, I can take it and expense it, which is pretty nice. Oh, and then I guess I did have one more thing that I wrote down. This is really simple, but I love our house and I want to do things to continue to make our house better. And that doesn't just include putting together a nursery for baby. Um, that also includes like taking on some projects and I want to build a bookshelf. I know that sounds super simple, but it's definitely far outside of the realm of anything I've ever done. And I think it's a cool project that I want to take on. What about any painting I don't have painting goals, but I would love to take painting lessons. I don't know if that's gonna happen this year. I really have been enjoying doing my painting, but right now I paint completely based off of feel. I have no techniques whatsoever, and I know I could kind of learn that on YouTube, but I tried to do that a few times and wasn't super into what I was seeing, so I would love to go in person and get lessons, which my old hairdresser gives lessons in Syracuse and she's the best. And I would have loved to like go to her with something like that. If we still lived in Syracuse, I totally would do that. But I think I'll look for something similar to that here. Cool. Well, my plans are, I'm just going to stick with Talent 409 things here real quick and then let everybody go. My plans are pretty simple. The two biggest aspects, well, okay, I have three aspects. I am in the process of trying to land some type of leadership and culture analyst role with a college-level athletics program. I have one that is looking really good, and if that one doesn't work out, then I'll figure out something. But that would be a goal of mine to be able to do that on a volunteer basis this year. And then... The other two are the podcast, which you can all rest easy knowing that I am almost through May right now with future recordings, and I'm going to continue to put the pedal to the metal for guests to get everything lined up before the baby comes so that episodes can continue to regularly come out when I am busy being a dad for the first time. The podcast is super important to me. It's also a ton of fun. So I love spending the time doing it, but I also realize the importance of consistency and over the past year and a half, my audience, at least from what I believe, my audience believes that every Monday at the very least, they should expect a new episode. Sometimes there's extra episodes like this one sprinkled in on a Thursday, but at the very least to expect a new episode every Monday. And I hope to, or not hope, I will continue to do that even when I am a new dad. The other aspect is finishing up the book, which I will get a little bit more clarity on here over the next few weeks and should figure out by February, but I'd like to have most of the editorial process done prior to the baby arriving and just be in the production aspect of everything at that point, printing and setting up marketing opportunities, aspects that will still take a little bit of time to do, but aren't going to be as I don't even know the word that I'm really looking for but the editing process can take up a lot of time and energy and 
I don't know that I want to still be stuck in that process. And I think if I was still in that process, there might be something wrong with with the thesis and the structure of my book. And that doesn't seem to be an issue right now. So I plan to have everything ready to be printed and go by the time the summer rolls around. Release point, thinking around the holidays of the end of this year. I have a little bit of control over that, although not a ton of control. And we'll figure it out as it gets a little bit closer. But those are the two big important focuses for me as far as professionally goes. Three if you include the analyst role that I'm trying to land and hopefully we'll build on from there. But definitely a lot of excitement and plans in store for me. I think going back to my word of the year, efficiency and understanding that I need to be more efficient with my time that will help me in my personal and my professional endeavors and just help us both, which is obviously a really important piece to this puzzle as well. And I'm looking forward to it and definitely looking forward to being able to continue to share all this fun that we have in the future. But unless you got anything else, that's pretty much all I got today. No, that's about it for me too. I'm just excited to have some energy and some goals to be pursuing. Well, well, more plans than goals, but like I said, the last three months have been like, just get through it. And I have not thought about my personal growth or future plans really at all in that time. And now that I'm starting to feel better this week, it's been like a flood of, wow, I should do this. I should do that. Let's get down to this, you know? So just excited to see all that 2020 brings. We are back on Monday. Monday will be a solo podcast episode the last of January before we roll already into February of 2020. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Seas. And until next time, take it easy. Mm -hmm.